Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL at the Tim DeMoss Show, and we are welcoming a couple of special guests in studio today, Dr. Laura McCollum. Hello. Hello. Nice to see you. Welcome aboard. Thanks. And Mr. Tom Veterani, Sr. Hi, Tim. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Excellent. Both of you are from Open Door Christian Academy in Fort Washington. Yes. That's right. Yeah. And uh, for folks who may have kind of heard on the air, we have a partnership with some of the Christian schools in the region to uh, help offer some uh, tuition relief, if you will, like a first-year opportunity for people to come in at half off and just basically get to know the school right. at a reduced rate. And then and obviously the hope is longer term that they like, oh, I really like this, and they stay on board longer term. But um, So... Uh, Dr. Laura, as you're called by some, Dr. McCollum, <laughs> you're the head of the school, right? I am. Open door. I'm new to that posting as of July 1. Okay, wow. Yeah. That's so. How's it been so far? It's been great. We're so excited about what the Lord's doing and what he has yet to do. So Good. really um, excited about that. I've been in Christian education, both K-12 and higher education my whole life. So it's really my mission field. Wow. And I, I'm really pleased that the Lord's called me to the school. It was absolutely providential and clear that that's mm. where he wanted me to be. So. Wow. Yeah, I'm really pleased to join the, the community there. And for you, for education, any particular reason Christian education for you was, was Absolutely. the thing? Absolutely. Um, I have loved kids since uh, I was a kid myself. Um, I, the Lord brought me to teaching through my other passion, which is English hunter jumper horseback riding. Okay. Um, I got to see the power of mentorship when I was a college student and, and young professional teaching riding lessons to young women. Wow. And uh, so that's how the Lord called me into proper formal education and then he just through a series of postings in different universities and private christian schools allowed me to grow in my ability to help teachers and families and students so it's been really amazing that's excellent excellent and uh i'm just gonna call you tom can i do that Mm -hmm. to be informal sure absolutely you're the school board chairman i am so Mm -hmm. and how long have you been serving that role i have been uh, the board chairman for about five years and before that i was on the board often on the board for about 25 years Years. So you know a few things. So I know uh, a lot of the history. I know where all the bones are in the in the school. Yes, and uh, that's really a good thing. And uh, we're we're really excited about having Laura with us uh, as the new head of school. And uh, it's it's exciting to see her passion spill over into the other people and them to catch fire in the enthusiasm of what we're all about. Yeah, which is excellent. We want to get into that in our conversation here just to give our listeners an opportunity to understand what's available because, uh, as we were mentioning before we started our conversation here, just uh, off the air, just – People, you, you, you're around for a while. Like, how many years has Open Door been doing this? You're Forty-five just, years. Okay, and I bet there are people who are within five blocks of you who have no idea there's a school. You know, and he's like, "You're absolutely yeah. right, Tim." <laughs> you think I mean, they would, but they don't. Right, yeah. Yeah. Right. In fact, we did a study a couple of years back, and we we talked to a number of businesses in the area. In fact, there was a new hotel that had come in, into existence in the area, yeah. and we were dropping off some literature, and they're saying, "Open Door, we didn't." We didn't know there was a school around here. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so we explained where we were, and they said, oh, okay, you're part of the church. Yes. And we said, yes, we are, but we are a very distinct ministry of the church. And so it was a great opportunity for us to share a little bit more about who we are, what we do, why we do it, and why it's important. So yeah. it's exciting to do that. That's great. That's great. Well, we're glad to be able to partner with you in that regard. Um, how did You mentioned how you uh, you had that story about it in Providential. I think 
Maybe you could share about that a little bit. Sure. How you came to Open Door. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, my husband and I really do consider ourselves to be missionaries to Christian education. Yeah. He's a professor of music at Cairn University, okay. which is not too far from the Philadelphia area as well. Yeah. And uh, so that's how the Lord brought us to Pennsylvania. From? And, uh, from uh, Northern Virginia. Okay. And I was at a private Christian school there in Northern Virginia. So right. uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, we moved up here to Pennsylvania. I served in a part-time role as the uh, chair of graduate education programs at Cairn University because I love working with teachers and future administrators. Um, but uh, at the same time, Open Door was doing a search. Uh, a mutual colleague of mine at Cairn University has been serving on the board and helped step in last year to do some consulting work with the school. Yeah. And uh, just in a random conversation, she said, you know, we're searching for a new head. And um, would that be something you would be willing to pray about? And I thought, well, I'll pray about it. But <laughs> no, I, sure, whatever. Yeah. And uh, of course, the Lord just started um, tugging at my heart. And uh, so my husband and I prayed about it long and hard. And I ended up interviewing with the board for the position on my birthday, which was yeah. really an auspicious beginning, I think. Yeah. And um, it just felt like a marrying of the minds from right away, okay. which is really important because you, you do have to have a philosophical foundation yes. that's very common and very clear about what you're trying to do because different, even Christian schools are called uniquely to different sort of corners of the same vineyard, if you will, to yeah. use a, a scriptural metaphor. Yeah. And um, I, I, I like to share with people that really you, you can't be all things to all people, mm -hmm. especially in a small setting like a private Christian school. So I'm encouraged to see that um, at Open Door, we're, we're getting really clear about who we are and what we do. Um, we're really committed to excellence, and um, we're particularly excited about the ability to deliver a small program that's very student and family-centered. Community is very important to us, and with the small class sizes that we have, yeah. um, our teachers really can become good students of our students. Yeah. And so I really love that idea that every child is well-known. And I think it really reflects how we're to treat one another as younger brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah. So it's a really neat part of the fabric, and I was very drawn to that. That's great. Yeah. That's great. We're chatting with Dr. Laura McCollum, who's the head of school of Open Door Christian Academy in Fort Washington, PA, and Mr. Tom Veterani Sr., the uh, school board chairman of Open Door. And, uh, you know, the word education can mean a lot of different things, also different people, what is important at different schools and all that. So maybe uh, be a good ch chance to speak a little bit more directly about what Open Door specifically we call it strong points or, or things, not, the, not that we're better than this or that, but just kind of what we emphasize or, you know, what, sure. what Open Door is is wanting to help people know this is what we do. You bet. Yeah. Well, um, just to start from kind of the 50,000-foot perspective, yeah. right? Well, like, what's the purpose of education? I think even Christian parents are getting befuddled with all of the different sort of antithetical messages that they get through the culture. Well, my kid needs to go to a great school so that they can go to a great college, so they can get a great job, so they can make a lot of money, so that they can be successful. Well, that's the world's definition of success, not God's definition of success. Yeah. So yeah. really, the purpose of education, according to the Bible, is to fulfill our telos, right? To become that which the Lord created us to be. And yeah. all of us are created to be the proclaimers of his excellencies, if you will, you know, to quote First Peter. Yes. Um, and then secondly, we're made uniquely in a way that have different gifts and abilities and passions and proclivities to serve in this earthly moment, you know, to right. borrow from Martin Luther, to kind of be the hands and feet or the mask of God to yes. our community and our culture. 
culture. So we're really working hard to have that whole child perspective and understanding that, you know, we we wouldn't want to only go to the gym and work out the right side of our body. Can you imagine what a (laughs) weird looking person you'd be if you only ever went to the gym and worked out the right side of your body? Well, yeah, 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 yeah. it would be bizarre. I drove my brother with my brother to California. He actually worked for Focus on the Family for a while. Oh, yeah. But I was too young to drive the U-Haul. It was Mm. like a 3,000 mile trip all the way through Texas. We took the southernmost route. I got you. When I got there five days later, my right arm was all tan. Yes. And my left arm was not because my right arm was out the window the entire time. There you go. And it did look a little odd. Right. So if we focus only on one part of our development, we're yeah. going to end up with this very out of balance, out of proportion, out of order individual. So at Open Door, we really do work on the whole child in in development. So I call it the ABCs, the affective, the behavioral, the cognitive. Some people call it the head, heart, and hands of personhood. Um, So so that's really what we're trying to do, both in a broad philosophical sense, but then also in a one-on-one setting, small class sizes, Like I said, the student is known um, by all of their teachers. We'll continue our conversation. Dr. Laura McCollum and Mr. Tom Veterani from Open Door Christian Academy in Fort Washington. From the creators of War Room, the Kendrick brothers return to the big screen August 23 with Overcomer. John Harrison is a frustrated coach questioning his value until he crosses paths with a student struggling on her own journey. Overcomer, starring Alex Kendrick and Priscilla Shirer. This film is rated PG. Visit OvercomerMovie.com. The Tim DeMoss Show returns on AM560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. AM560, WFIL, it's The Tim DeMoss Show, and we are welcoming a couple of special guests in studio today, Dr. Laura McCollum and Mr. Tom Veterani, senior from Open Door Christian Academy in Fort Washington. Tom, you mentioned you've been with the, on the board for 25 or so years or more. Has this been how Open Door has been for a long time, or has there been more of a shift that things change over the years, you know? Yeah, it has gone back and forth uh, over time, and I think a lot of that has to do with the, with the leadership and direction of the school. Yeah. I think for us, it's really important to have strong values and uh, and a value system that can be embraced and imparted not only by the teachers and the faculty and staff who are there every day, but also by the parents and the students. And so when you have that kind of uh, linkage, that relationship, that partnership with the families, you now have a very holistic approach of how you can embrace the truth of God's word and impart it into the, the DNA of your fabric every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and you mentioned earlier there's a, there is a, sp- a special connection in your uh, case with Open Door because of the connection with the church. That's not the case for a lot of Christian schools. That's not how it happens today, which is fine, too. But uh, so how, how would you describe maybe either of you can address this kind of the dynamic between Church of the Open Door, mm-hmm. church, Open Door, Christian Academy, and then the families who may attend or not obviously don't have to attend the church That's right. to go to the school. Mm-hmm. But yeah, correct. And and really, it was uh, the vision of the elders back forty five years ago to to really be burdened by the the need and importance of of raising young people from the church in a Christian setting, so they were given a strong biblical worldview of what's happening and how to live out your faith uh, in a world that has fallen. Yeah. And I think. Obviously 
obviously the 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 challenges that uh, that they faced at that time are very different than mm-hmm. the challenges that that we face today sure mm-hmm. especially so but nonetheless they all have the same same foundation is that burden that God has placed on our hearts to to bring up children in knowing and understanding who he is who he's all about and uh, his love for them and how they can take their faith and translate that into an effective and a positive career uh, for the Lord. Yeah, very good. Folks, listening to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Dr. Laura McCollum, who's the head of school at Open Door Christian Academy, is our guest, along with Mr. Tom Veterani Sr., the school board chairman of Open Door Christian Academy in Fort Washington. And uh, kind of back, maybe then back to the current day for Open Door. Sure. Um, some of the things that, that, Folks, if they were thinking, hey, let me explore this. Let me look into it. What, sure. like, what, what are some of the maybe I don't know specific things that you can think of that might be attractive? The the philosophy sounds very mm-hmm. good. The whole person, mm-hmm. right? And not and and uh, not to undersell the point. We have some number of Christian friends who we respect and, and like a lot, but who also have sometimes had that mentality of my kid needs to go to school to get a great job, right. to get a great salary, to right. take care of their family, like. You know, got to be really careful that you don't mix kind of the American dream mm-hmm. with the will of God. They're, right. right. <laughs> you know, they're right. not the same thing. Yeah. Because God defines success differently than the world does. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yet, you know, we really are called to be in the world, but not of the world. So one of the things I like to, to help parents think about is, you know, how much time is your child spending in their day being sort of soaked or washed in ideas because ideas matter, right? Whether whether people think they're consequential or not, they're very consequential. Sure. And you know, if a child is a sponge, which they really are in their whole personhood, um, if you if you took that sponge and you dip it in green dye for eight hours every day, and then you say, "But I'm going to bring it home and I'm going to wash it in the water of the Word, and I'm going to restore it with the oil of the Spirit." it's still going to end up with a tinge of green dye. And so the question is then, if that dye is the worldview, what worldview is your child soaking in for X number of hours a day? And more and more, as we see families needing to have both people working, they need their child to be in, in care for someone else other than themselves sometimes. Yeah. They don't necessarily have their extended family around because we've become so transitory as well. Yeah. And so as a ministry of the church, we provide um, ages two years old through eighth grade a comprehensive intentional program that's trying to affirm what's happening in the home and in the church, right? So yeah. that kind of like a three-legged stool, these three entities can and should work together to help a child form a coherent worldview and one that's rooted and founded in the scripture and, you know, as it says in Colossians, really about Jesus, the person of Jesus Christ who holds all things together because they're being faced with a worldview that's completely sold out to compartmentalization and the idea of chaos and the idea that they've been created as maybe an accident of a big bang, you know, so it's completely antithetical. So that's what we're providing. And, and I love our programs, um, especially even our early childhood programs. So there's a unique thing about open door, um, 
in our K through 8 academy, we do require that at least one of our parents of our children that we enroll yeah. have a, a testimony about a relationship with Jesus Christ that's really living and active. But in order to serve young families and to give them a taste of what this is like to have their child in a Christian environment, in our two-year-old, three-year-old, and four-year-old program, we offer care to families who may not really know the Lord, but we tell them about him. We're telling their children about him. And I am so excited about the growth that I see in our early childhood program. Mm. Right now, we have a waiting list. So if you have a two, three, or four-year-old, call us. We'll put you on the waiting list, and you can pray about that. Okay. But we do have openings in K through um, five right now. So, okay. Yeah. That's good. That's yeah. good. There's yeah. lots to learn. Uh, before I forget, is there a best way in terms of just if the folks want to go online to look up the, the school in addition to – Perhaps calling, can they get a tour, that kind of thing? Absolutely. Too? Absolutely. Myself, yes. so, I have it. so okay. other than the phone number, you can go to www.opendoorchristianacademy.com. Okay. And on our website, you'll find all the information you need to understand about our programs, our curriculum, the teachers, the faculty and staff, what do we do? And uh, the structure of our days is broken down there. So you also find handbooks on there that mm-hmm. help the parents uh, know and understand more about the in-depth nature of our, our programs and our approach, along with our events and some of the funny th- the fun things that we do. Such mm-hmm. as, as long as you're on the topic. Yeah, so we have, a, we have a rich fine arts program, including drama. And one of the benefits of having a small school is that we get everybody involved in the, in the drama production. Mm-hmm. So it's a great opportunity for exposure for the kids at every level okay. to be involved whether they're uh, a prime actor mm-hmm. in a in a premier speaking role or they're a support character and cast member they all have an opportunity to to gain value in that relationship along with that sports of course art and uh, and a rich rich music history and program so wonderful opportunities for uh, each and every child to be exposed and immersed in in a variety of different elements uh, of education that's great and by the way you met, you did mention a number is there a best number for folks rather than in, in sure our our phone number is two one five okay. Five four two nine seven nine five. Okay, two one five five four two ninety seven ninety five. That's yeah. it. And opendoorchristianacademy dot com. Great for folks mm-hmm. if they want to look either direction. Can if somebody wanted to get a little bit of a tour, can they set something up? Absolutely, and and I would encourage them to call, and we'll let you know when the open house dates are. But those are also on the website as, as well. So if you come okay. on an open house date, you'll get a tour. You're bound to see me around, and um, you can learn the nitty gritty of what goes on. They'll show you the classroom spaces and walk you around the campus so that's a perfect way to kind of get a you know um, a lot in this a lot in a condensed amount of time and with you know you're not you're not incumbent on coming you know you can just check us out and because we really want families to be where god wants them to be we want it to be a good fit because you know we talk all the time while we only enroll students we really enroll families right because we want a parent partnership that's dynamic and that's based on shared expectations and um, it's, it needs to be a strong partnership. So we need to be the right fit, um, us for them and them for us. Sure. So that's really important to us. And if we're not the right fit, we want to pray with them and help them find the place that is the right fit for them. I'm Tim DeMoss. We'll be right back with more on Philadelphia's Christian Radio, AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com.
We are back. You are listening to The Tim DeMoss Show on AM560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. Chatting with Dr. Laura McCollum, the head of school at Open Door Christian Academy in Fort Washington. Also, Mr. Tom uh, Veterani Sr., who's the school board chairman at Open Door. The fluid nature of life and, and education, I'm guessing you guys both have seen uh, you know, before you came to Open Door, uh, uh, Laura, and mm-hmm. also Tom, you've been at Open Door for many years on the board. So what do you see both on the, I don't call it positive and negative, but like what are maybe some challenges that, that you've seen and also some of the uh, opportunities, you know, maybe they're one and the same. It depends on how you look at them. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Coming yeah. up and what where, where maybe recent times and moving forward, you know, to, to I think, I, I think Tim, the, um, the challenge of today is what kids are being saturated with mm-hmm. in the media. So I think their attention span uh, is a lot shorter than than what it used to be even ten years ago, and so what, what the, the yeah, exactly. So I think the challenges that we wake up and face in trying to keep them engaged in a, in an active dialogue, you have to be more creative. So the the educator has to be more in tune with what's going on in their lives, yeah. and that relational aspect of a small classroom gives us the the uh, the opportunity to do that. And I think that's uh, that's that's very unique. It's changed over time. I think mm-hmm. some of the challenges of the down economy in 2008 drove a lot of people away, unfortunately, from Christian education because the sole breadwinner in their family may have lost their job. Hmm. And they had to make sacrifices in other areas. So, we, But we've seen a resurgence, a return to that, especially with some of the things that are going on in society today. Mm-hmm. Parents are just saying, uh, I'm, I really need to move in a different direction. I can't allow my child to be exposed to some of the things of the world that are occurring today. Right. And so they're looking for a safe haven, a place where the kids can really grow and develop and uh, and come to a saving knowledge of Christ. Because oftentimes when you talk to older kids, they they start to question their faith and, and really is it their faith or the faith of their parents? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. And so that's a that's one of the fundamental challenges. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I think too, um I, I've seen an increase even in younger age children in their willingness to believe um, Satan's lies about who they are and who they aren't. And I think we see uh, a rise in the number of self-loathing, self-harm behaviors, um, higher increases in cutting in younger children. Um, Mm -hmm. Certainly, I don't mean to call it out, but um, programs like they had on Netflix about suicide, um, the 12 Reasons Why um, show, right. which sort of, you know, a number of Christian organizations were really concerned about that show, not because it was willing to talk about the reality of suicide in young children, but because it sort of seemed to glamorize it. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I think, again, inculcating our children with the idea that they were purposefully and wonderfully made, that they are completely loved, that they have an opportunity to shed the old man and to live in the newness of life and the hope of eternity, I think that's something that none of us can hear enough of. And so the idea that your child would go to a place where they're being encouraged in their unique gifts and abilities and encouraged to try something and not be afraid to fail. And, you know, all of those kind of countercultural messages, that to me as a parent myself has been just the absolutely compelling reason why I wanted them to be in a Christian school. And um, some 
sometimes it's amazing. You know, you laugh and there's that biblical idea of a prophet is never welcome in his own country. And, you know, somebody comes for corporate events from 500 miles away. Now they're an expert. And they say the same thing your boss has been saying 50 times. But all of a sudden you go, hey, you know what so-and-so said? (laughs) Well, that's exactly the same with us as parents, right? I can say something to my child 10 times. But if a coach or a music teacher or the art teacher or their classroom teacher says that all of a sudden they come home and they say, you know what, mom? And I think, on the one hand, right? But actually, I'm thrilled because I don't care how the Lord is getting the truth through. I'm just glad he's getting the truth through, right? So now you have this community of people as parent partners standing with you and showing your child all the different ways that they can live out in freedom their intended purpose. And to me, that's that's the preciousness of Christian education. And and that's what the sacrifice is worth. Like that's the ROI or the return on investment. Well, and that leads to a question I just wanted to ask you. For those just tuning in, uh, Dr. Laura McCollum, who's the head of school at Open Door Christian Academy in Fort Washington, and Mr. Tom Veterani Sr., who's the school board chairman at Open Door, our guest in studio. Uh, we have a program you've been hearing about in the air. It's actually been something WFIL has done for a lot of years, uh, well, a half-price tuition, and sometimes people hear half off or 50% off They're like oh, what does that mean or you think oh the, double the price cut it in half it's where it was when it, before you started <laughs> yeah. anything at 50% off but the idea for us and for this just a, I think you know folks if they investigate they understand the goal is uh, that 50% off that we talk about is for the first year no one's signing a 10-year deal you're not right. signing a Bryce Harper <laughs> 13-year contract nope. the whole thing but you're one one year and see what you think and 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 it helps reduce the cost for them to make that step and the right. idea is hopefully you're like, oh, I really like it here at Open Door right. or any of the schools that we've been talking about. But uh, in your case, that ROI, um, I think in the back of their minds, parents probably are aware like a Christian school education would be good. And they're trying to weigh the financial part of it. Right. Of course. And what's at stake and all right. that. So um, I guess how do you maybe there's already an, do you find, number one, that there's an agreement already like, yeah, this would be a good thing. But how do you maybe help parents who are sorting out? can I really make this work or get creative with our finances if, if they're in that position to take the step and say, and then, you know, be glad they did it. Cause especially if you raise a child young, right, right. it's a lot easier than trying to, as they say, right. Change you know, and as, as an adult, try to have a, Absolutely. A voice. Yeah. We do have opportunities to work with families who may have significant or special financial needs. Um, Our business officer works with them, and we do offer some financial aid to families who have special needs. I mean, and that happens sometimes just um, as a one-off in someone's life, or at other times people are in service and ministry and other types of professions that don't afford them a high level, if you will, of socioeconomic ability. But um, we we have parent partners who volunteer hours um, on our campus, sometimes mm. in exchange for financial assistance. So we, we really do like to work with our families. Like I said, the most important thing to us, and we really do believe this, it isn't just a line that I say, we really want the exact families, the exact students that God has prepared for us. And we pray about that. Um, we pray uh, about that at in-service when our teachers are there before school starts. We actually give them the list of students and they will literally pray over each name of student that's on their new list Mm. and um, then throughout the year we have a parent organization we'll be praying um, for each of the families on a rotating basis and um, when we do that we shoot them a little postcard that says we just want you, you to know like you know we prayed for your family today and 
it's astounding how supernaturally the Lord orchestrates those things. They're not things we could orchestrate, but I, I will never forget that was a, um, a practice that we had at another school. And I, as a parent, as a family, we got a postcard. Um, and, and the Lord caused that postcard to coincide with a really dramatically challenging day in our family life. Mm. And that's no coincidence, right? That's totally the truth of our dynamic living God. And I get excited about telling those stories to our students because it cultivates and grows in them this moral imagination. And if you think about it, if we are created as supernatural beings, then our kids should have these lively, fantastic beliefs and understandings. And they get that through the fantasy stories we read and we cultivate that and we keep it alive because that's the root of curiosity in their life. Yeah. It's the root of hope and belief in the future in their life. And ultimately, I think we've succeeded if students are walking out of our program assured of their identity in Christ, number one. And then secondly, if they have the capacity to act as almost like I, I tell the kids, like, you're going to be like a Google translator for someone with regard to capital T truth, capital G goodness, and capital B beauty. You're going to be able to explain to people who have listened to this idea of, let's say, multiculturalism. And they, they, it's like, well, it sort of sounds right, but mm. there's something kind of not quite right about it. And, and my students, I want them to be able to say, well... The problem is, you know, in, in multiculturalism, we're sort of deifying the diversity, but really you ought to be deifying and worshiping the creator of the diversity. And that's real goodness, truth and beauty. Right. Yeah. So if we can help kids become those kind of like spiritual Google translators for the world, then I think we're really doing something special. It's a great it's a great point chatting with Dr. Laura McCollum, the head of school at Open Door Christian Academy in Fort Washington. Also, Mr. Tom Veterani Sr., who's the school board chairman at Open Door. Don't go anywhere. More conversation is on the way. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Live and local, it's The Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. AM560 WFIL at the Tim DeMoss Show and chat with Dr. Laura McCollum, who's the head of school of Open Door Christian Academy in Fort Washington, PA, and Mr. Tom Veterani Sr., the uh, school board chairman of Open Door. What you just said is really true. I find that it is easy for, uh, I don't call it a half-truth, but for uh, any of us to be presented with a message in our culture that, uh, including like against certain groups and not, you shouldn't hate anybody's group. Of course, you shouldn't hurt anybody. You shouldn't go, if you disagree with them, someone's living a lifestyle or in a way that's not in line with scripture, of course you shouldn't hurt them or single them out and, and hate them or something like that. But that doesn't mean that, you know, that that's all, that's as far as it goes, right? right? What, what is the truth about the situation right. that you have to call to call to the front? So it's important that, that our kids don't water down you know, right. what, what, right. the, what the truth is. Right. They have to understand that scripture is not a smorgasbord where they can just pick and choose the pieces that feel comfortable. Yeah. They have to understand that it's the whole counsel of God and that it, it really does speak 
within itself with a coherence much like the person of Christ who speaks within creation. So God's given us the you know general and special revelation yeah. in a coherent way, and we just really have to make sure that we're illustrating this to our students on a day-to-day basis. Right. And, um, and, and there are some really challenging topics that they are being faced with at some of the older grade levels, you know, in terms of, I just literally read today an article that said uh, that the state of Oregon, I used to uh, live there and actually did my original teaching credential there. Okay. State of Oregon has just mandated K through 12 that um, LGBTQ um, curricula be in the public schools. It is now mandated. So mm-hmm. um, as a Christian parent, you know, we have to be able at the right ages and stages to begin to help our children understand the All differences yeah. and the challenges. So, yeah. um, you know, we are what's exciting about our opportunity at the younger ages is we, if you think of um, we call it the trivium, right? Grammar, logic and rhetoric. So there's sort of a grammar of math. It's all of the language and vocabulary. If I tell you, I want you to tell me the sum of these two numbers, the sum part has to say in your brain, oh, that's addition. That's what we call the grammar and the logic of math. And yes. then the rhetoric is you can apply it on your own. So really, we're setting up the grammar and the beginning logic stages at our school and then hoping to pass them on to other Christian schools who will take them in the junior high and high school years, formulate the rest of that logical thinking and finish them off with the ability to stand at the rhetoric stage yeah, and, yeah. and sort of you know um, have confidence and clarity. Well, it's clear also in our conversation, uh, maybe this is a good way to, to wrap up our chat. It has to do with the fact that obviously scripture is super important Absolutely. to what you're doing. Yes, so, definitely. Um, to the extent that, you know, whether it's a verse or whether it's just a character of God that you either of you could speak to this to or both of you, uh, that you see, you know, what your thoughts are about scripture, specifically how it pertains to perhaps education and or being a parent and you know, all those things, because it you could just people could view going to school as. Uh, I'm a Christian and I want my kids to be a Christian. And then school is a separate thing. Like this is a place they go to learn information, mm. which you clearly have talked about. Yeah. The information is necessary right. for sure. Yeah. But I guess what I'm saying is the Bible in terms of your view of what it says about education, about parents, how that all mixes together. Sure. Yeah. Well, for me, I love to share with our teachers, um, there's a passage in Galatians that talks about a pedagogue. And um, we talk about pedagogy. That's actually sort of the art and science of teaching. And uh, in that passage in Galatians, it says, for the law was the pedagogue that led us to Christ. And I love all the imagery that that has because it illustrates the idea that the truth of the Old Testament, what was known as the law, was to kind of guide us and show us our deficits, right? And our inability to meet the perfection of the law that's required. But the law walked us to the place of learning. That's what that Roman pedagogue slave did. They took the child of the master back and forth to the place of learning and they were entrusted with that air, right? So it's a perfect metaphor for what we do in, in education. We as teachers are that slave taking the master's child, because these children don't even belong to us as parents. Right. They, right. That we're really just stewards of these children. Right. And, and it's our ability to take them back and forth carefully and, you know, with sober judgment to understand that we're, you know, being responsible for them in a time when their parents aren't. Um, 
to what? To Christ, right? So the law is the pedagogue that led us to Christ. And that's really the job of education is to lead that child to the feet of Jesus. And ultimately then, um, I feel like it's, it's less of a burden because really the ultimate teacher then is the Holy Spirit. So it's up to us to prepare the place and to be intentional about the way in which we prepare it. And then our classrooms end up um, sacred ground. And so that's really kind of the, the vision we've had. And, and, and what I really do think people will find, um, it's a beautiful school. It's, um, it's a place where your child is known. And I think that's really encouraging. Yeah. And that whole idea at our church, we have a little, uh, a little sign, if you want, like a, it was a, it was like a draped thing. It was created, it was like a sewn, I guess, and it hangs over the pulpit. It just says to know Christ and to make Him known. Yes, and because that, I mean, that right. really speaks to the in a way about how the gospel is about being known personally. Absolutely. It's not a religion or a, right. a bunch of rules, right? But the actual personal Jesus and you, indeed, you know, and yep. you know, is your name and yeah, you know, one by one, yeah. So exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow, it's great meeting meeting both of you. Thanks, yeah, me thanks too. Yeah, we really appreciate being here today. Thank yeah. you for coming in. Yeah. Keep up the good work, will you? Thank you. <laughs> we we covet your prayers. Yeah. Really do. Really That's appreciate it. Very good, Dr. Laura McCollum, uh, head of school at Open Door Christian Academy in Fort Washington, and Mr. Tom Bedarani, senior, the school board chairman, kind enough to stop in uh, here at the WFIL studios. Back with more in just a moment. Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM five sixty WFIL. Email Timmy D at WFIL.com. It's the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Hi, this is Joe Harnett, producer of the Tim DeMoss Show. Saturday night, August 17th, eight-time Dove Award winner Mercy Me is coming to the Dell Music Center here in Philadelphia. Known for so many great songs, I can only imagine, even if, and flawless. Mercy Me will be joined by fellow Dove Award winners, 10th Avenue North and Jordan Feliz. Here are just a few songs that will give you a taste of what you can expect Saturday night at the Dell. I can only imagine what it will be like when I walk by your side. I can only imagine what my eyes will see when you face is before me I can only imagine Yeah Surrounded by your glory What will my heart feel Well I can only imagine She's wondered And the shame she can't hide She says How did I get here? I'm not who I once was And I'm crippled by the fear That I've fallen too far to love But don't you know who you are? What has been done for you? Don't you know who you are? Well, 
You've been listening to The Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL. For complete shows and interviews, download our podcast at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening to The Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com.